Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to grow, retain, and really thrive your business. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. This is a solo, no guest episode. I'm going to tackle some of the work we've done around state of messaging. Uh, We do an annual qualitative and quantitative study of a user base. So we've got over 2 million people have signed up to use One Signal today which gives us a huge base of people to survey. So that's the component. And then with 12 billion messages sent a day and hundreds of thousands of apps and active apps and websites, we're now active in one in every five mobile apps. So we have tons of quantitative data. So we put out that report. You can go download that. I'll put a a link in the show notes if you want the actual specific report. Not difficult to go get. So we, we welcome you, give it out. But I want to talk a little bit about in the context of really retaining users and specifically the power of focusing on retention during difficult economic times. So, you know, many companies are aware they need to make adjustments. And this is what came out in the study during a downturn. They need to think about like, how do I adjust my strategy? Uh, But not everyone necessarily adjusts that strategy. So one of the interesting findings on the the qualitative part was we asked during a recent economic downturn, does my company reduce marketing, product spending, improving return on investment? And 82% of survey respondents agreed that during uh, the recent economic downturn, this has caused their company to reduce on marketing and products expenditures. Makes sense. What's interesting is that a pain and company study in 2008 financial crisis found that companies that maintained or increased their customer acquisition spending during the downturn actually experienced lower growth rates than companies that reduced their acquisition spending, but increased and a focus in general overall on customer retention. It's hard to acquire new users when there's an economic downturn, particularly on the B2C side, right? So consumers, they really contract what they're doing. Businesses will contract, consumers will retract. They'll stop going out as much, they'll stop eating out as much. They have less disposable income. They have less discretionary cash, so to speak. In fact, when you look at the quantitative data, just look at 10-day user retention in mobile apps overall, they're losing roughly 80% after day one. And after 10 days, you've retained less than 10%. So think about how much impact you can have just focusing on retention. You can move that needle a small bit, makes a big difference. And I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, If you look at retention rates, it's kind of all over the place based on the apps. News performs much higher. So if you look at, at day 30 retention apps, news can be north of 10% in the data we we saw and have and had access to but it can range all the way down to to sub 3% for entertainment apps, travel apps, social, sub 3%, utilities, gaming, things of that nature. So it's really critical to be thoughtful about how do you build a comprehensive uh, strategy? And it doesn't have to be super complicated. There's some basic stuff, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, Another question that I found was interesting, I want to riff on, how important is customer retention to your company's overall business strategy? 95% of respondents said that customer retention was very important or somewhat important to their their strategy. Only 4.1% said not very important and 0.6%, so less than 1%, uh, said not at all important. So let's let's just round up and say 5% said not very important, not at all. So 95% said that. And as we know, as I mentioned before, if you're looking for ways to optimize ROI, investing in a relatively small amount here 
uh, more and user engagement retention can have a significant impact on lifetime value. So this range is greatly based on your business model. But if you can just increase customer retention rates by 5%, 5%, you can generate profit increases of 25 to over 95%. Again, it's going to range by business model. That's a really significant improvement. And when you're having struggles on the top line, your overall growth rate, user acquisition numbers are being impacted by economic uh, challenges by consumers and just the economy in general. Digging deep into the customer retention can offset that. So really important. We could talk about LTV, lifetime value, and how you think about that. There's different ways. But at the end of the day, going back to retention, retention increases the lifetime value of a user. And by increasing your LTV by 1%, it can increase your revenue by 10 to 12%. So every single basis point of LTV is almost a 10x or greater than 10x return on revenue return. So really, really, really valuable. So if you think about your LTV, lifetime value, divided by your CAC, so the LTV CAC ratios, which a lot of people talk about, whether you're in software or on uh, sort of B2B or B2C, that's a really important. So if a customer is worth $800 of their lifetime and it costs them $400 to spend, you've got a 2x, 2.0 ratio, which is great. So let me dig in and talk specifically about how would you improve? Like, what are the driving forces to improve your LTV and ultimately reduce CAC? Number one thing is by focusing on user retention. But where does user retention start? It's on onboarding. And so how do you improve your onboarding? How do you improve that education of those users? It's by leveraging multi-channel and developing persistent customer journey sequences. Why is that important? Well, think about this. Every user comes into that that sequence at a different time. Every user has a different proclivity to engage with different channels. Some people really dig into their email. They're thorough with the email. Maybe they're zero inbox. So they're constantly engaging with their email. It might be quick, but they're actually engaging with it. Some people don't engage in email at all. I'll tell you a little dirty secret. I am terrible with email. My personal email, I might go a day or two, certain points of the year, maybe even a week without checking and thoroughly kind of going through my inbox. And oftentimes I'm going in just deleting a ton of emails. But I'm highly sensitive to SMS and push. I engage with those things. When I give you permission to send me notifications, you've won me over as a customer, so you better not burn me. But those are the channel that's going to engage me. So the number one thing is going omni-channel and building persistent customer journeys. And why is that? Again, seamless user experience. You can create a consistent and smooth app experience or website experience within and outside your service. Education, as I touched on, explaining to users how to improve their adoption, how to get value and have impact within the, the, the service, really critical. And then performance, you know, when you have personalized, persistent messaging cross channel, we see a higher increase in click through rate. So that message is having a bigger impact. So that's really important. So what are the three areas I'd call out? These are areas that I think every business should have an omni-channel, kind of multi-channel. And let's just single it out. I think the two most important channels, what I call the workhorse channels are push and email. The reason why those are workhorse is because they complement each other. Push is a real-time, in-product. It's part of the product experience, quite frankly. Done right is literally part of that experience. So think you know, ordering food, ordering a car, a social app, 
reminding somebody of somebody doing something or come back to get something, reminding that food's on its way, driver's there, you know, go engage. It's part of the product experience, part of that utility. Email is much more of a transactional channel and long form asynchronous. So push is real time, email is asynchronous. There's other channels, in-app, SMS is another real time, but it's expensive. You only want to use it for very specific purposes. So let's focus in on here. Email and push are critical. When people onboard, when they download your app or they come to your website and you get, they give you this permission, driving them through to fill out a profile or take an action that you know these sequences, there's these inflection points in that experience where if you get them to that point, they're going to get a little bit more value. They're a little bit more finding usage within the tool itself. Those are critical points. The more you can increase the percentage of people that hit those places, the more success you're going to have. Okay, So that's number one. Second, post-purchase or post-action, post-subscription, whatever your business model may be, the value, you want to build longer-term connections with that customer. So you should be expressing, communicating, making sure you're giving them positive reinforcement, no over-message, but making sure you're messaging at those appropriate times and giving them that consistent information that's necessary for them to be aware of what they purchased or the subscription, the value they're getting of it. You can promote loyalty, referral programs. You could be asking customers to leave a review or share with their community. You can be sending promotions for their next purchase, whatever it may be, critical stage to have a persistent journey after they take a specific action. And then the third, and by the way, there can be many, but these are the three I think most businesses should be architecting and have persistent journeys with, and ideally omni-channel, so email and push, using that asynchronous versus real-time components. The third is re-engagement. So a user that's been inactive, it could be for three days, seven days, 30 days. You could actually architect multiple versions of this to take different approaches, give a bigger promotion the longer they've been active or hand out some value exchange. But whatever it may be, these are the three categories that at a very baseline are really critical to demonstrating success, getting users to those inflection points and ultimately driving up retention, LTV, and increasing revenue and profit. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you one one little story. I probably should have started with this, a little bit more compelling, probably put some of you to sleep. I apologize. It's not my intent, but I want to give you an example. And I'll I'll give you a couple examples, but this one's a, a specific story. I want you to meet Lucia Ortiz. She's a mobile growth marketer. She had passion for increasing mobile app user engagement went to school for mobile marketing, got a degree in marketing, immediately got into the mobile sector, worked at an agency, paid her dues, worked up, and she got a job on the client side for a fintech company in Buenos Aires called BuenoBit. BuenoBit, by the way, is a crypto wallet, crypto exchange based in, again, South America, based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. She was responsible for lifecycle marketing to their customers. You know, When she got there, though, she was frustrated, quite frankly, by... There was no cohesion between email, their push tool. They were doing very rudimentary messaging. There was no personalization, no persistent messaging. And she saw pretty quickly that there is an opportunity to educate users when they were downloading the app, getting them to hit those important inflection points very early on. And so 
she kind of went to developers and, and had these questions about, hey, can we create this messaging so that when I send the push, they come in, they land on this message that I can customize to get them to fund their account, get them to fill out more of the information, to verify who they were. There are several kind of inflection points within their business that were crucial. She had a lot of pushback. They were a small, fast-growing team. And engaging with her counterparts at OneSignal, we were able to give her a good consultative overview of the product. And by the way, this isn't just a OneSignal promotion. I would say there's other vendors out there that would support this as well. This is about the fact that Lucia recognized that she could be doing more for those consumers. She recognized that using multiple channels, she could have success. And she looked at what she had in her hands at her disposal. She worked with us to activate, push, and in-app together, and then later email to drive that experience and persistent education, and then down the road, subscription service, and had great success. So you know, overall, just to give you perspective, she was able to boost overall app revenue by 30%. She was able to do this by connecting their product analytics partner, in this case, Mixpanel, to do audience cohort syncing into OneSignal. She turned on push and in-app to begin, eventually added email, and then executed onboarding sequence, a transactional and re-engagement customer journeys. And then when they launched a new product that was were crypto loans, they were able to drive 54% increase in utilization after she deployed uh, these sequences to that. Also started doing building sequences around 2FA and driving security and compliance, which was really important. And we're seeing this quite a bit, a lot overall in fintechs in general. So Lucia had really nice run. She was promoted, took on more responsibility, and then left the organization and took on a bigger job with more responsibility overall. So she was able to, to learn, iterate, have success. So look, to me, that's a huge win. It's been great working with BNBet. It was great working with Lucia. She's been an awesome advocate for building persistent journeys and omni-channel. So lots of good stuff there. A few other examples. These are all case studies you can read on the website. Again, this isn't exclusive to OneSignal. You can do this with several of these key platforms. The key is you've got to have orchestration. You've got to have really good push and email. You've got to be pulling in the right, what we call kind of events or data to be able to make some of these decisions, particularly on a post-purchase or subscription-based stuff. But the base level, you can very simply create onboarding journeys that are push, in-app, and ideally email to drive this education. So two other examples, Kievstar, which is a large telecom company in the Ukraine. They've been using OneSignal for a bunch of years. They turned on and built education journeys and some transactional journeys, increased MAU by 10%. And this is a company that it's a utility, right? So they're used by a tremendous amount of the country. This data is from, by the way, late 2021, early 22. So they were able to increase MAU by 10%. They increased some core campaigns to generate quite a bit of incremental revenue and overall generated their communication services revenue by 10%. Overall, saw a 50% increase in revenue generating transactions from their app experience. So really nice stuff. And then last, I'll give you another one just from Beach Bum Games, which is a, a mobile games player. Their goal was to reduce churn, specifically increase retention, both D10, D30, they integrated using OneSignal journeys and did language localization to automate and personalize that messaging across a handful of different languages. And we're really able to drive pretty significant increase. So 140% increase in paid user activation after 10 days, 650% increase in engagement with all the personalized messaging, 
and really nice, healthy increase in overall revenue, which is documented in a case study there. So look, what I would leave you with and what I really wanted to kind of hammer home in this was it's really important to be mindful that users are coming through the experience at a bunch of different times in their life cycle. But there's a consistency when they download your app or land on the website. So important that you're engaging with them in those periods in a consistent way. If you have more questions or the things you want to know, please don't hesitate. Go to onesignal.com and download the State of Customer Messaging Report. On that note, I really appreciate you listening. It's been a pleasure. Please subscribe at your preferred podcast directory. You can find the One Signal podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, and many, many others. If you enjoy the podcast, please provide a positive review. We live off that. I appreciate all the, the positive constructive feedback. And if you're looking for a great customer engagement software used by more than 1 million unique companies across the globe, it's at heavy scale with 12 billion messages delivered today. Go to onesignal.com today. Try it for free. You can get to a massive scale for free. On that note, have a great day. Appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye.